tired. So tired. Overtired. Hey, you're listening to Overtired. I am Brett Terpstra. I am here with Christina Warren. Christina, how are you? I'm good. I don't know what time zone I'm in, but I'm good. And uh, how are you doing? We're recording finally. There were some hiccups that I think you want to talk about because so many hiccups. I mean, scheduling yeah. alone. I know. I'll be lucky if this actually, if you're listening to this on Friday, something went really well. There's a good chance this episode comes out on Saturday. There's also a good chance it's only 30 minutes long because we're busy people and things got uh, just, what's the word for when everything goes sideways? Fucked? Yeah, everything got fucked. Yeah. So anyway, last time when we first tried to record this episode... I I got on and there was this loud hissing that I just assumed was Christina and then it wasn't it's Christina. Assumption. It's a good <laughs> assumption, but it was not this case. It was actually not my fault. And I I this, so I want to talk about cable management. Yep. Uh I want to come back to this topic, but I ended up taking everything apart. I, like I have so many boxes and cables that everything plugs into trying to figure out where this was coming from. And the thing was, it's only in Skype, and the audio recorded from the microphone while on the Skype call has no hiss at all. And it's all very confusing, but I had a Zoom call right after, and the audio was fine. So if you could talk to Microsoft about this, um, it's Skype. It's all Skype. Okay. Um if I knew the Skype people, I would, oh. and I think they would probably politely listen, but I'll try. When it does that thing, when you end a call and it says, how is the quality of your call? Oh, yeah. I can do like one. I'll I'll do it. It's 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 my problem. I'll take care of it. I'll do it too. And then I'll write in. I'll be like, you're doing something to our audio and we don't know what it is because it's recording cleanly, but you're adding noise and we don't like it. What do you want us to do? Use Google Hangouts? Come on. Fuck's sake. Come on. Zoom. Everyone, everyone else is recording through like newer, more modern technologies, and only people like you, me, and uh, I guess some old school podcasts are still recording on Skype. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that it has its issues, and I'm not defending that, but it's also like one of those things where because I have to use Zoom for some things, but Zoom is such a shitty company. Like they're, they're really just such a terrible company and their policies are just so God awful. Like the product is good and I'm not, I'm not discounting that. And, and people who choose to use the product, whether because they're forced to, or because they genuinely just choose to, I have no animosity towards you. Do you like genuinely like pick whatever the best tool is for you. But for me, if I have a choice, I would rather not like give them access to my stuff because they've installed malware on my Mac. And and I'm I don't know I'm salty about that. Like they they straight up installed malware on people's computers. Yeah, yeah. I used to if I ever back in the day before like anyone was noticing what Zoom was doing. Uh, anytime I had to be on Zoom for like a customer call, I would run app delete afterward and clean up after Zoom because it installs some shit it doesn't need to. And yep. now, now I use Zoom like all day, every day, and I don't have a choice, so I just live with it. Right, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you have a choice, and this is always the thing that I say to people, I'm like, look, because some people get really, really like anal about what tools they use and privacy and this and that. And like, I'm all for that. If you can do that, fine. But they don't take into account the fact that 
most people do not have a choice in the tools that they use, especially when it comes to work. You do not have a choice. So you can feel like angry and entitled and inflated and like, you know, mad and all the things you want. But the bottom line is like, you don't have a choice. You're using what you use. So I'm not going to criticize people for doing that. But when I do have a choice, and again, this isn't one of those things I'll, I'll like push onto other people, right? Like if you wanted to use Zoom, I'm going to use Zoom. But when I don't have to use Zoom, I'd rather not use the thing that, you know, installs malware on my Mac and that does really shady things with giving over information about people's calls to the Chinese government to get people like kicked off their platform and to like share their identity to get them potentially, you know, like they just do some fucked up stuff. So I'm not into Zoom. I don't think they're good. The product is really good. I think the company is really shitty, but that there are plenty of companies out there that I think are really shitty and have good products. So that's. It is what it is. Hey, we got our first Christina rant out of the way, like right off the bat. We did. We did. Oh, my God. Perfect. Um, I now have a working knowledge of over 80 Oracle services. Oh, my I God. Should, I shouldn't say working knowledge. If someone asked me. You have an awareness. Me, you have an awareness of over 80. Services. Right. If someone said, hey, what does this service do? I could tell them in 100 words or less. And that is my biggest accomplishment in the last month is just finally That's actually a really <laughs> finishing the research. No, I mean, the thing is, and I know that you're like, you're giving yourself like a hard time on this and, and you think that like, oh, I can't believe that's all I've done in a month. That's major. That's way more onboarding than most people do in a month, especially at these types of jobs. Like, trust me, like I keep saying it over and over again, I'm going to become a broken record for our listeners. And I apologize. But the corporate shit moves so slowly that I'm actually really impressed that you got a hundred word description of over 80 services in the short time that you've been there. Hey, thanks. Um, yeah. Next up is uh, I have to take a course on machine learning in Python and huh? then write the hands-on learning uh uh, like lab for it. So Interesting. I'm going to learn a lot about machine learning and probably mm -hmm. more than I know about Python too. Yeah, because the Python I'm guessing, and I don't know, but I'm guessing most of the, your Python stuff is more script based. Yes. Okay. So yeah, so this is a different, I mean, this is, this is data science kind of stuff. So it's a different part of Python, but you'll learn a lot and you'll like it. And, <laughs> and you'll like it. No, you will, actually. Um, <laughs> you'll learn and you'll like it. No, you will. I think you're going to get into it. I don't know. Have you used Jupyter Notebooks before? That's what we're going to be using. Uh, th that was my assumption that that, that was what we're going to be using. And I was right. And uh, I have not used it. I am aware of it, though. Okay. You are going to be really into Jupyter Notebooks. Like it's going to do like you're going to get really into it. There are going to be things you're going to go down this hole. I can already predict this where you're going to want to like add a bunch of features and change a bunch of things and make it work the way you want it to for things that it's not really designed to do. But you're going to love the whole idea of Jupyter Notebooks and notebooks in general, which um, it's interesting because at my job, there are some of the teams that I work with who are now trying to extend the notebook paradigm into non kind of data science tasks, which is pretty fun. But as like a text editor markdown like person, I'm really excited for you to to play with Jupyter Notebooks because it's you're really gonna like it. I we'll see. I by proxy, I also have to learn to like Python, which I currently don't. 
okay, I mean, even putting that aside, I'm I'm excited for you with the notebook stuff, honestly, like because just with all of your work on um, Merked and on Envy Alt and um, all that stuff, like and and your our shared and and really like kind of I mean the genesis of our friendship is a lot of things, but I always think like we're you you even more than me we're like text editor like nerds totally. You're going to really. I'm I'm really excited for you to play with notebooks. Is I, this is what I'm saying? I got to tell you about the Sublime package I wrote this morning. But first, I will say, you know what? I'm not going to say it. Forget I, forget I even started a sentence. I have a question. Yes. Have you heard of diarrhea coin? <laughs> I have not, but I'm assuming that this is a take on the shit coin meme and they've just made a coin called diarrhea coin. Yeah, I don't know. I asked Aaron what uh, what I should talk about on Overtire today because I was grasping for topics and she just off the top of her said her head said diarrhea coin and I don't know if she was serious like it's a thing and I didn't have time to google it before we started talking so if there is such a thing as diarrhea coin we might have to talk about it next week or not Oh no appar- apparently it is it's called dia or diarrhea coins are decentralized coins that are you know so they're built on ethereum and yeah it is basically the latest like it's kind of like the latest Doge thing. So there was like Shibu coin, like because Doge coin is the big, you know, one that actually has yeah. become worth money. Um, it raised up like so. I was way down. I wasn't. I still haven't lost money, but I was way down in my high. I'm still way down in my high. I'm only up six hundred and sixty dollars uh, right now, which is about a fifty percent drop of where I was three weeks ago. It is what it is. Um, but it went on Coinbase and it hit like forty four cents, which was a lot better. And I, I probably should have sold them, but I didn't want to. I'm, I'm just, I'm in this for the long haul, but I'm guessing. So then there was like the Shiba coin because it's a Shiba Inu that is the, the Doge mascot. And I'm guessing that now this diarrhea coin from what I'm gathering is yet another one of these, like people are just making um, funny coins like that, which I mean, I, I enjoy the name of it because Shitcoin has been a meme for such a long time that I do appreciate the fact that it has the, um, I guess like the, the trading symbol or whatever you know for the coin is D I A H, which is pretty funny. Did I? And t- oh, this is funny, and they're calling it the most liquid asset ever created. Oh God, that's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. Did I tell you I'm banned from Coinbase? You did. You did because you you know tried to buy your drugs right. using Coinbase because. Which I could have told you eight years ago or whenever you did this, I could have told you then like fucking amateur move, dude. You don't you don't buy your Silk Road stuff with Coinbase. Yeah, but, I, I had um, no idea. I, I, I It was naive, but uh, I was kind of desperate at the time. No, I get you. The thing is, though, is what you would do just for anyone listening. I'm, I'm just giving advice on how to wash or launder your money, I guess. I don't know. And, and, and also to be clear, this is the funny thing. I've never done this. I just read a lot and um, am better in theory about these things than I ever would be in practice. Um, if you wanted to do something like this, the thing would be is you would have your wallet on Coinbase. You would then transfer the money to a different wallet that you control that was someplace else. Then if you really wanted to, you would transfer it to yet another one. And then you would use that wallet to make your purchases. But don't like with Coinbase, you have to authenticate your ID with like uploading driver's license and everything. Can you right. open up? 
Can you open up wallets without all that hassle? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like wallets can be decentralized. They can be hard wallets. Like the idea of a wallet is just this is something that exists someplace. Like some people have what are known as like, um, like, uh, like, I guess technically a hard wallet would be like you are printing out like the string <laughs> of whatever your codes are and you are storing it in cold storage. That's what people refer to. Some people have things like Trezors and other things, which are like Android devices that are just have one app running and that have different authentication principles that protect your stuff. What you would do is, yeah, you could just create another Bitcoin wallet um, using any number of, of services. They're usually Java or, or, or QT based, which is frustrating. Um, but you could just create one of those, get the address and then transfer from your Coinbase wallet to one of those addresses. Um, it could still technically be linked back to you. This is why sometimes like you would maybe transfer from multiple things and, and try to kind of like not have, it should be like, Hey, I just, I just gave some, this person, this money. I don't know what they did with it. If they went and bought stuff off the dark sure. web, that's fine. Um, I don't think Coinbase usually goes that far into looking at it, but if you're using your Coinbase wallet, which as you say is backed with, you know, your driver's license and your bank account and all that stuff. Yeah. They're going to look at like where you're spending money and, and whatnot. And if it looks like it's for drugs or for illegal stuff, then they're going to be like, yeah, we're shutting this down. The irony of Coinbase, uh, and, and then I'll stop because this will be my last Christina rant is that it is centralizing everything that's been decentralized, right? Like the whole point of Bitcoin was supposed to be this, this decentralized thing that you can't trace. That's like cash. The problem is, is that that's very hard to use practically. Um, and so people immediately started creating these exchanges in these more centralized places. So you had Mt. Gox, which, you know, was hacked. You've had some other ones. And then Coinbase is really, they took the approach of being like, okay, we're actually going to work with the banks and the feds and the other stuff and try to make a go at this. They've gone public. They are doing well. And it's ironic that everybody like points to Coinbase and it's like, yeah, totally, it's completely centralized and is in many cases the complete antithesis of why you would use crypto, but it is easy to use and um, gives you a little more, not security, but, you know, more, more things than otherwise. But yeah, like if you're wanting to use it for like, like things that might be questionable, just transfer that money to a different wallet, which you can do. Speaking of wallets, this is going to be a great transition. Are you ready? I love it. I love it. You know what's a big hit on your wallet? High interest credit card debt. Yes. And when it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keep you in an endless cycle of debt. Upstart, today's sponsor, can help you get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. And personally, I've, I've never defaulted on a loan. I've never even missed a credit card payment. And I'm not an irresponsible spender. Uh, life did get rough for a little while. Medical expenses piled up, and I ended up feeling like I had no choice but to fall back on my credit cards. And it did not take long for my debt-to-asset ratio to get high enough that I couldn't get a loan from anyone. So I was stuck paying crazy amounts of interest and even paying double my minimum payments. I was looking at over a decade of debt and thousands of dollars in interest. Upstart looked at more than just my credit score, taking into account things like my income and employment history, and they were able to help me out. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. I got approved the same day I, apl I applied, and I had my money a day later. 
And now my credit cards are paid off and I will be debt free in five years and I'm saving over $6,000 on what I would have paid in interest to the credit card companies. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash overtired. That's upstart.com slash overtired. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash overtired and start lowering your credit card debt. Awesome. And that's a really good service. I mean, there are a lot of people who like uh, credit cards are uh, interest rates. They're so predatory. It's 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 yeah. So thank you. Upstart. What I didn't notice when my debt got high enough, I stopped getting offers in Mm -hmm. the mail for like cards and loans and things. And now all of a sudden you're getting them again that I have new I have good credit again (laughs) and every day I'm getting offers and it's it's ridiculous yeah I had a similar thing I didn't have the debt issue but I didn't have credit like I didn't have um stuff that was you know I, I didn't have any open credit cards or anything like that and and that can be the same equivalent as having no credit or not no credit bad credit having no credit and as soon as I started to build good credit and I don't have that many credit cards and I pay them off in full each month. Um, and, and I'm fortunate that I'm able to do that. Like the number of offers I get, it's crazy. And even it's sunny. It's like American express sends me like an offer. Like they want me to take out loans and do all this stuff. Like every single week. I'm like, I'm, I'm cool. Thank you. You know? Yeah. Bank of America really wants me to buy a house. And I'm like, I, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I cannot buy a house. I do not have money for the down payment, but thank you very much for, for offering to finance it for me. Can't afford it, but thank you. Do you want to know what sad thing I'm holding in my hands right now? What's that? So I I got a text from my ex-wife who now lives in Ohio. And she said, hey, can I stop by? I have something to drop off. And uh, so I put together that she was visiting in town. And, uh, and I said, sure, but I didn't ask any questions. And then she showed up while I was in a meeting and said she just left something on the porch for me. And so I never saw her, but when I went to get the package, it was, you, you know, my cat Yeti, right? Yes. His sister, I think I mentioned, died last year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so what she dropped off was one of those paw prints. Aww. And Jezebel had six toes on every foot. So these are huge paw prints. I'm looking at my, my dead, my ex-wife's dead cat's paw prints. That's a good band name. <laughs> For like a drone metal band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like total drone metal. Aw, that is sad. But that's nice that she dropped them off. Like, it was, nice it's very sweet. That. Very sweet, yes. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Could have been some weird, vindictive, I don't know. My, uh, The possibilities seemed endless, but also I couldn't figure out what... Uh, it, mm. it, was, it was a trip. But it's over now, and I have paw prints, so... We're good. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, well, not great. I mean, it's sad, but I'm glad that it's not like I was afraid where you where I thought you were going. The paw prints were good. I thought this was going like it was going to be like remains, like oh god, like you know what I mean, like in an urn or something. I was like that would be really depressing. I still have Emma's ashes around here somewhere. I always meant to spread them somewhere she loved, but 
Oh, right, I did. No. I split them up. I split them up mm-hmm. and I saved some because I was. I think I was going to give them to Aditi. I don't remember. But they're still here. I still have. Right. Them. Yeah, no, and that would make sense. It would just be one of those things where, like, if somebody, like, left an urn with ashes, like, on your doorstep, like, that would be, I don't know. That would you know, be really sad. You know the song Self-Esteem by The Offspring? I'm just, like, do. we're on a tight schedule, so I'm just going to keep, like, flipping through topics here. Do it, do it. So I always, no, no, no. I hated that yeah, exactly. song. I hated it in high school, and I hated it now. But then Kay Flay put out an EP... Uh, this year she covers it she does she does a very uh down tempo cover she does self-esteem by the offspring brain stew by green day and break stuff by fucking limp biscuit oh man okay i love all of those except for the fucking limp biscuit song but i'm now adding this of course obviously i'm like adding this to my apple music spotify whatever um and i love what this is called don't judge a song by its cover that's funny so That's I was good. I was upset because she did actually make me life like self esteem. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for you. Um, I I really like that song. So I've always liked that song. But we grew up in different times. Like Offspring is a different band for me than I'm sure it was for you. And uh, Off- yeah, Offspring was a conglomerate ripoff of like totally. a lot of great classic punk yes. from like you, you minor threat to the Clash. You are correct, but my but because I am younger and didn't have the exposure to the real shit, I thought that they were good and were more hardcore. And I say hardcore tongue in cheek because I know they weren't hardcore, but like I was like, okay, they were like more legit than Blink One Eighty Two, right? Um, which now I kind of don't even think that's true, but at the time that was definitely kind of how it felt. So, what um, age were you when when Ugly Kid Joe was a band? Do you remember Ugly Kid Joe? I do remember Ugly Kid Joe. Let me look. I think I was like, um, that would be like okay. Middle. So 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 when they formed, I was six. Oh wow! And but I guess when they were when when their best selling records that came out in ninety one, I would have been seven or eight. Wow! <laughs> I am so much older than you. You're you're not though. That's the thing. Like we're really not. It's just the age thing like this is just the weird generational divide like grant and kelly my my sister have it too it's just you know like it's just that weird kind of like precipice thing and i have it with people who are still millennials but that i'm like six or seven years older than you know where like i know the references that they're doing but i'm like i was in college and they're like i was 12 i'm like okay let's not talk about this anymore you know so yeah um, so, yeah, so I totally missed, you know, um, like, I remember the name, but I didn't, um, like, listen to them or whatever. Like, they probably were on the alternative radio station that that I did listen to, but I, I, I like, wasn't aware of them. Um, I was really into Green Day, um, which came out when I was, like, well, they didn't come out, but, like, a, um, a Dookie came out when I was, like, a, I want to say, like, like, 11. And that was a really big, like, record. So I was, I was on the cusp of like, it was still cool. They, they were new enough that like the alternative kids like them and they were old enough that it was cool to hate them. Like if you were going to be super punk about it, right? Uh, I kind of, 
I kind of straddled the line there. I enjoyed that first album of theirs. They lost my attention very quickly after that, but there was a song, there was a line, something about boredom and masturbation, and I don't remember what song it was. I can't think of the name of it either, but, but, but I know the song exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that song. Yeah, no, and I've it's, it's interesting. I'm actually going to see Green Day and Fall Out Boy and Weezer um, at um, Dodger Stadium in um, September over like late, right before Labor Day, I guess. And um, that's going to be a, a fun show. Uh, I was supposed to go last year, but pandemic, you know, killed everything. Um, and actually, last year it was going to be pretty awesome because I was going to go see Green Day, Fall Out Boy, Weezer on uh, Saturday, and then on Sunday I was going to see Taylor Swift. And wow. that was so. So I was taking my friend Catherine. She was going to take me to Green Day. I was going to take her to Taylor Swift, and it was going to be a really, really fun weekend. But uh-huh. that's no longer the case. But um, Green Day is one of those bands that, like I said, like I was, I was, you know, like eleven. I think I had just turned eleven when when Dookie came out. Like that was like, and it was like a huge album. Like I remember getting in trouble in chorus class because I missed a not getting in trouble, but. I missed a recital or something because my sister was being crowned homecoming queen. And so that was obviously to my parents. That was like, that's more important. This is what you're going to do. So I had to write a paper on some musical thing. And so I went to um, the library and I got Rolling Stone and Green Day was on the cover. And I wrote a thing about Green Day and then presented it in the class. You have to understand this was like a very prissy teacher. So this was my own very minor act. And you also have to keep in mind that I was like a very like wanted to please you know, like does the right thing, like good student sort of person. So this was a subversive act for me to, to do a report on green day. Um, but, uh, (laughs) that was like my act of subversion, which is not subversive at all. But for me at that time, definitely felt that way. But no, I, I, um, yeah, I think for my 11th birthday, I think somebody gave me the the dookie, um, uh, tape and, um, their stuff that's gone back and forth, but they're a weird band in that like when American um, idiot came out, like that then introduced this whole younger generation to them too. And it's just interesting seeing how they've been one of those weird bands. Blink-182 is the same way, but like there are these bands that have like transcended generations and have just had these periods where they just kind of come back and like people get into them. Weezer similarly too. Um, It's weird. Yeah. I'm going to skip to the end of the show now. Yeah, that's fine. Um, well, I, I apologize to everyone for this short episode today. Um, I do want to put out a request. We have not gotten any new reviews for like two weeks now, and we love hearing from you. I don't care how many stars it is. I'll read it live on the air. Just go leave an iTunes review. Um, and I really I want to make T-shirts. And I'm trying to figure out, like, my first thought is that the front of it should say, get some sleep, Christina, and the back should say, get some sleep, Brett. I love it. And then just overtired, maybe on both sides. I don't know. But then I was thinking, maybe we could make two versions. We could make a get some sleep, Christina, and some get some (sighs) some sleep, Brett shirts, and just let people choose. I mean, it's not a contest. You would win. Like, you're far more popular than I am. No, I'm, I think you would win, actually. I think you would win. But um, I, really, I don't It doesn't care. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. I'm, I mean, I'm happy. Like, if people want to buy shirts with it, I love that. Longview is the song, by the way. Oh, 
I wouldn't even recognize the name. Um, I don't know where to make t-shirts these days. Is Cotton Bureau, is Teespring? I don't even know. I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll look into it. Um, I think Threadless even still does some stuff. We'll we'll look into it. Um, Also, if any of you have suggestions of places you like to buy shirts, let us know. Yes, please do. Um, Also, I'm going to put out a call. If anyone is uh, uh, experienced with making extensions for VS Code, I have built a bunch extension or a bunch package for Sublime Text, and I would love to port it to VS Code, but I got started with it, and then I found out I just didn't care enough to learn how. So if anyone wants to help me port that, please let me know. If if we can't if we don't hear from readers, um, text me about this. Like remind me like early next week, and I will connect you with people that I know who will absolutely help with that. All right. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for the odd timing and and making uh, what's it been half an hour making half, half an, an hour. hour available. Yeah, truncated, ha- overtired. It's good. It's good. So um, get some sleep, Brett. Get some sleep, Christina. The system is going down low.